Welcome to another episode of Seeking Tarot. We are exploring 78 cards to find out the story that they can tell us about ourselves and the ones that we care about. Each card is dynamic and unique, just like you. What would you like for the cards to tell you today? My name is Snow, and I'm so glad that you're here. Walking through the corridor and the grand hall that you are in, you see many beautiful things, including the marble structure and the cold stone that surrounds the building itself, adorning the walls and the floors, the columns and pillars. The people that walk through these halls are bustling, coming and going. They are talking quietly and loudly. You can take it all in by standing there, seeing all that is happening. As you proceed, you go through a door made of what looks to be oak. It seems very grand. We've never seen a place like this in this modern era, for this structure is very old. When you go into the room, you see a court, and in this court, there is a judge. This judge is blindfolded, has a scale in its hands, and a sword in the other. This judge has no podium, nothing to sit behind, but she or he does sit. She looks at you and states, What is the purpose of you being here? You give an answer. She seems to pause and think for a moment, considering and weighing the options of what you said, thinking about what she knows you to be here for and what you know. After a short pause and her intense non-stare through the blindfold, she speaks up and says, The matter at hand has been measured and weighed, and now the decision will be put into place. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm glad that we were able to finally get to the point where I can get a recording done for you guys. It's actually a little late. It's uh, 12 o'clock on um, Saturday, but I guess that makes it Sunday. Uh, this is uh, 8.21.22, so... I'm Snow, and if this is your first time here, I'm really glad that you were able to make it. I have sadly had a hard time getting out an episode recently, and um, I appreciate everyone's patience. So again, welcome back. So, we are on number 11, Justice, out of the Ryder White Smith tarot deck. And this card has really stumped me for the last um, month that I've been thinking about how to put this card to, or this uh, episode together for you guys. You know, it's really interesting because I have sat on trying to figure out how to uh, story make this um, make this card into a story, and I have come up with quite a few different solutions, but. 
what I just shared with you was honestly just off the top of my head. And the reason that I did that is because I figured that it would be really good just to describe the scene itself of what the card is. Now, when you look at the card out of the Rider White or yeah, Rider White Smith deck, uh, she isn't blindfolded. And yes, in the deck, she's considered a she. Um, some people think that it's a he, but the gender um, kind of neutrality that is apparent on the deck or on the card is intentional, I believe, to be able to say that it could be either way. But that being said, she is represented as a as a female. And again, we are looking at duality here. Uh, justice is all about duality, uh, being able to kind of help to define the difference between one or another. And that's what's really great about this card. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, that being said, like I said, I had a hard time with this one. And the reason why is that, like, coming up with a story that is truly justice, that truly embodies what this card is, has been a little bit tough. But it's been great because it's given me some really cool perspectives on what this card is supposed to share with all of us. Making it difficult makes me deep digger. I'll leave that in there for you guys. It helps me to dig deeper into what the meaning of the card is. And so one of the cool things that I like about Justice is that she is a representation of some of the gods and goddesses that are out there that happen to be um, a representation of justice, right? So we've got my top pick, which I will go to is the, and the only one that I'll actually cover here, is the Egyptian goddess Maat. And if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, for those of you that are um the, your uh, pantheon is uh for the egyptian i hope that you forgive me if i've said it incorrectly um but what i do love about maat is and how it's spelled is m a a t and um this says that uh it's also spelled m a y e t but what i love about maat is that she was balance between chaos and order so trying to bring that balance into play so that it's effective for um, all of existence um, I've heard some stories where she would uh, correct some of the behaviors of some of the other gods or goddesses really important to be able to maintain this balance and whenever there was a disharmony, she would focus attention on it. So Justice wasn't originally blindfolded, but her blindfold, according to the way that some people have said it, has to do with the fact that she is blinded to truth. Although, on the flip side, others have said that she has been blindfolded to not decide based off of what she sees, but what is truth. So, there's both sides of the coin on that. 
What I found most difficult and challenging about discovering the depth and truth of this card was being able to identify what justice is. Because when we look at justice, at least here in America, there's a lot of times that justice is, gets it wrong. Our system doesn't always know how to be able to judge correctly or fairly. Uh, many times victims will feel as if the person being sentenced got off too light and that their sentence isn't uh, enough of a crime or enough of a punishment for the crime. And on the flip side, there are many times that people have ended up in prison or in jail and are wrongfully accused. This really distorts a lot of people's view and appreciation for what true justice is and can make someone feel as if justice is completely incapable of doing the right thing. It really helps to uh, break open the hopes and dreams that somebody has for their reality. It can burst our bubble. So what does justice mean for a tarot card? And furthermore, with another Im um, pending question on the horizon of towards the end of the Major Arcana is the card Judgment. So if we have a Judgment card, why do we need a Justice card? And again, back to the other question, how do we see justice as something that can be helpful to us in a tarot reading and in our lives? The answer is a lot of the reason why it took me so long to put this podcast together. Not to mention, of course, my schooling, which I'm happy to say worked out well. So, sorry for the side note. I want to keep on task here, but... I was able to get a good grade in my school in this last quarter, and I'm very happy about it. And since most of you aren't aware or only listen to me here on the podcast and don't listen to or follow me on Twitter, so you may not know what's going on with me, I've decided to take my career in podcasting to the next level and get an actual degree to be able to do this and work for some bigger companies and maybe come up with my own business someday down the road. Uh, so I have changed my degree to broadcast journalism and currently, my current focus is uh, liberal arts tra academic transfer. So, that's just a quick side note to let you know what's been going on. And I really appreciate your patience while I've been going through that, because finals came up and there was some pretty heavy workload. And so I don't know exactly how the future episodes will play out, but for now, that's just to let you know kind of what's going on. We'll play it by ear, and I'll get better at or, um, I'll get better at timing this later on down the line. My goal is to be able to have many episodes ready to go in the backlog, so that all you have to do is wait for the next episode to come out, and it'll be scheduled, and it can keep on going right through when I'm doing my finals, and I can take a little break, right? But anyway, so what is what is the point of the Justice card within the tarot? And my answer to that that I came up with by doing some research and trying to figure this out, how it can apply to us when we're doing a reading, is simply that justice of the universe is so much more profound than anything that we will find in the earthly realm. 
One of the things that I wanted to incorporate into the little story at the beginning was the idea that this is something that we've never seen before. Something that looks very similar, very grand, but is completely different because it's almost more grand. The way that justice works in the real universe um, is more expensive. It sees beyond the walls. And the wonderful thing that I love about tarot is that it does. It sees beyond the walls. It sees beyond the veil. It goes through anything. The hardened hearts of man and the hidden things that others do when they don't want to be seen. Spirit sees it. Spirit sees all. It is the job of the tarot reader, if you ever consider doing tarot readings professionally, to be very, very careful of others' privacy, to be considerate of them, and to be uh, sensitive to people's needs and how they work. And by doing this, you will benefit them and yourselves. Think of the karmic response to how you do what you do through tarot to how it plays out with you sowing seeds out into the universe that uh, do as thou wilt unto others as you'd have it do to you, done to you. So that is really what's going on here. Justice has everything to do with the idea of an all-knowing, all-seeing, and very... Um, sensitive universe to the entire s our, our entire species but not just us this also applies to everything in the universe if anybody's done any um, research if you've done any research into meditations and such like that you may have come across in your spiritual studies something called the Akashic Records now, the Akashic Records is a really cool thing, and I'm definitely not an expert. I would, um, I would recommend uh, Douglas Batchelor's uh, podcast, What Magic Is This?, for Akashic Record information. He has a really great way of breaking down all magical information. And I am putting a plug here without knowing whether or not he has an Akashic Record episode or not. But if you're interested, you can contact him, and he might be able to help you with that. If I can find an episode, and I will contact him, I will try to put that in the show notes for you all so that you can see. Now, so, the Akashic Records. What is it? The Akashic Records, if you're unaware, is the records... It's like, um, it's like the largest library in all of existence that can ever be right? And they have measured everything or recorded everything that has ever happened. Now, I'd venture to say, and will happen to a point, right? So we have various possible timelines. So that's a little bit kind of an unknown. Tarot has kind of this ability to almost tap into the Akashic Records. When you're doing a future reading, that's kind of what happens. It has an ability to kind of see how it plays out. But I don't know that it's necessarily a... Um, it's not like so much a fortune telling, as in being able to predict the future, because if that was the case, then we may not have 
our own um, ability to influence our future. And the cards do not tell you what your future will be. They present to you what it can be. Uh, many times we have the option to be able to change, course change our and rewrite our history. So that's kind of that on, on Akashic Records and future uh, readings and understanding how the tarot works. But Justice is kind of at the pinnacle of all of this. It's, this card has the embodiment of what it means to really define the difference between right and wrong, if there is a right and wrong, because I don't think that there is. I think it's more of a general thing. To one person, something may be right. To another person, it may be wrong. But in a matter of perspective, as many people have said, there's always two sides to every story. Sometimes the very person that is hurting others has been hurt themselves. And if they had never been the one hurt, they may never have been hurting others. And so the cycle may continue where the person that is hurting is now creating, um, it has, has been a victim themselves. But the universe knows and weighs all of this, and it understands and sees all of this. So with justice, it has the ability to see beyond all of the different ins and outs that are very confusing to our human minds. And you get into the idea of fourth dimension, and you get beyond third dimension, and you start to see how expansive it is. If anybody's in, if, if you are listening to this and you've heard of the story of Flatland, uh, then you would understand pretty well this concept that it can get kind of complicated. I don't know if anybody is familiar with Flatland, but it would be very helpful for understanding perspective of fourth dimension, third dimension, second dimension, and first dimension, of course. Uh, but a very quick overview. Two dimensions is a piece of paper, right? And then third dimension we can see is... Um, like more than right it's it's got depth and such so the idea that the fourth dimension has a wider range of uh, capabilities and seeing things beyond what we see and so when those things exist in those types of situations they can very easily be able to figure out what works for third dimension beings. You could very easily influence the lives of somebody that would be living on paper by drawing a dot or a line so that their point of view is influenced. So, justice. Justice sees beyond these things and it helps to be able to figure out what is really going on. When this card comes up in a reading for you, I hope that it gives you the perspective of what it could be from many different angles, but that really the universe has got your back. As far as I understand it, in my limited understanding of the world and the universe around me, the universe has love for you. It is considerate of your needs, and as such, it helps to heal. And that's my view on the universe and my view of the spirit. 
but it also applies to how I see the card justice as well. And that is that sometimes people need compassion even when they probably don't deserve it. Because who of us has been right and who of us hasn't made mistakes somewhere along the lines? One of the things that I was talking with a friend of mine recently about individuals and perfectionism and such like that came up the topic of Jesus, supposedly the most perfect individual who ever walked the earth and the water. Even he had quite the reputation for being kind of a badass. He had the ability to really mess things up in people's minds. For the people that were supposed to be in charge, he called them out. He challenged the religious beliefs and the religious orders of the day. He got angry and took it out on the people that were in his church. He turned converts away from the faith and from God. This was not a simple thing. He was hung on the cross for being disobedient. Jesus was a rebel. He made wine at a wedding. And from what I understand, and I could be wrong, and this is only information that was given to me from somebody else talking about the history of uh, what things were back then, that wine didn't just have what we understand alcohol today in it. It had was probably laced with opium. So, you know, <laughs> the most perfect among us wasn't that he wasn't perfect. I'm not even challenging that viewpoint. But I am saying that I think that really we can have a tendency to misunderstand and miss the point if we focus too much on what we think we know. Let us allow our perspective to be open and expansive. And by doing this, I really think you're going to tap into your magic. You're going to tap into your power. You're going to tap into the viewpoint of what is fourth dimension, where we can have the opportunity to commune with the universe and spirit and gods and goddesses on a one-on-one -on -one basis. If we remain closed-minded, then really what are we doing in this path in the first place? Whatever this path is that you found yourself on. It may be very clear when the Justice card comes up in a reading that the universe is seeing you and telling you that it's, it understands what it is that you are being faced with so that you can be able to get your just rewards, so to speak. And with that, we have covered the Justice card. On to the next part of the podcast. And again, if this is your first time on this getting a chance to listen to Seeking Tarot, then what we do is we cover on the second half of the show a tarot reading, general reading for you. And it's a little bit of a meditation, seeing what the card has to share for wisdom and uh, understanding maybe a little bit of what can help us to have some clarity of who we are and what we need to know. Today's deck is featured by the creator Carmen Loop, 
And if you did get a chance to listen to the earlier episodes, they did a interview with me, and we were able to cover the new deck that they created, and it's really exciting. It's called Tarot in... <laughs> leaving my uh, little mistakes in here this time around. So the deck is called Tarot in Space Cosmic Zen, and they have created a fantastic world of aliens and comedy and uh, some uh, great uh, sci-fi thriller and, again, humor in um, what they've made. And so it's not just a tarot deck. This tarot deck is based off of a book series, off of a comic series that is all part of the same world. And I really, really like it. It's fun. It's uh, great to listen to. So if you'd like to check it out, you can. They have different... Uh, resources on their website and the website for Carmen Loop is CarmenLoop.com so and that's uh, C-A-R-M-E-N-L-O-U-P dot com and I really recommend you check it out it's very fun I've gotten her permission to be able to uh, share this deck with you in my daily or my podcast uh, readings so on to the reading so we have gotten five of planets now the cool thing about this deck is that planets is represented by normally pentacles uh, comets is represented by cups, lasers is re uh, represented by swords, planets again, pentacles, and rockets are wands. So we have the five of planets sharing with us its wisdom for today. May and Zan, the main characters of the story, are sitting on a set of steps. It looks to be cold, and they look sad, as if life has happened. As I do a quick meditation and step into the car to see what they have to share, I see Zan with his head down. He looks pretty upset, disappointed, heartbroken. May looks off into the distance. And it's almost as if their energy is saying that their hopes and their dreams have been dashed against the rocks there they tried something extraordinary and wanted to see a good result and it didn't pan out as what they had planned maybe again hope for tomorrow but right now the moment is sobering and there seems to be little bit of struggle to understanding what to do next but allowing for this moment to just be what it is and to experience it this is what matters I hear them saying without saying let us just be in this moment we want to experience this so I decided that since I am, have permission to use this deck on this podcast, I wanted to read 
um, the full description that uh, Carmen Loop has printed into the book. Zen and May sit on the cold, snowy steps outside Fabry Life, an arcade full of virtual reality kiosks they can no longer afford. Zan's hair has grown long and shaggy, and May is wearing cheap thrift store clothing instead of a racing suit. On her lapel, the anchor button for the audacity still glows, but the ship is lost, and they are stranded on Rhea, one, in the colony of Not-Tunt. I hope I said that right, Carmen. May has neglected to button her coat, choosing instead to be miserable. Zan wears holographic pants, a symbol that things are not as bad as they may appear. Hardships come and go because nothing can last forever. Regroup, refocus, and reopen to accepting help from unusual places. Don't be afraid to reach out to your community, to your community, friends, family, or even a local spiritual community for help. Be frugal. Saving as much as possible, keeping, keep taking small steps towards your goals. As with any card, you can easily get unstuck in this moment and not allow life to sweep you into something new. I love the characters May and Zan. Carmen has also written a novel, three novels on their adventures. And there's some comic books out there as well. So, I don't know the full extent on the comic books. You'll have to go to the website to check it out. But anyway, at any rate, thank you, Carmen, very much for allowing us to be able to use these cards. They are absolutely stunning, and I would recommend, if you'd like to get a deck for yourself, I'm pretty sure she, that they still have several uh, decks available. So, if you can, get over there and check it out and see if you can get yourself a copy. It's definitely worth it. The decks... The deck itself is very beautiful with a rainbow sparkly edge and uh, cosmic everywhere and just cartoon fun. So that's all there is for that, for the tarot reading for today. On a final note, for those of you who really would like to be able to get a tarot deck but don't have the finances to do it, I have discovered a cool resource that I am so excited that I've been waiting to share this with you all for the last, I don't know, about three or four weeks. Now I reached out to and found a free deck online. All you have to do is print it out. The individual created it and allows it to be in something like PDF form for you to print at your leisure. And they are in black and white, so even better, you get to do some creativity and color them if you are interested. I asked the individual if they would be willing to share this information about them on their on this podcast. And they said, absolutely. And wouldn't you know it, they sent me an audio clip about some of the reading from the book that they have created. Now, the book isn't free I don't believe the. I think you have to pay for the book, but the tarot cards are. I will post the website for the free tarot cards in the show notes. If you're interested, you can click on it and go and check them out. 
if you happen to feel as if you don't have the resources for printer paper that would be cardstock, that's okay. What you can do if you want to, it's a little bit rough, but since there's not, if you don't have the resources, because I understand I have my resources are pretty limited myself. But if you don't have the resources, you can print out paper and then tape them to playing cards. It's not ideal, but it will work. Well, that is all, everyone. For now, I leave you with that. And I will allow, I will play the audio file from uh, the individual for the free tarot cards. And you can hear what she has to say about, and she chose the card eight strength which seems to be kind of the uh the champion the poster card for the podcast it seems to come up a lot so you can listen to that i will be having another guest on and that is a little ways out but that is something that is uh on the forefront um and so there's just some some gray stuff coming up I'm going to be recording a couple of episodes this weekend so that there will be plenty in the uh, the library to be published at a later time, hopefully spread out a little bit more so that you guys can get them on a regular basis. Anyway, thank you all, and blessed be you, my friend. I hope that your journey continues to be strong, for you are a wonderful individual, very worth knowing and completing this journey that you're on do it strong be amazing be who you are meant to be i'm cheering you on in the words of douglas bachelor that's our show everybody (laughs) if you haven't gotten a chance listen to his uh podcast what magic is this where it's on almost every listening platform you can think of blessed be my friends stay tuned a little bit longer for gina wallwork on her free tarot deck. Hello, Snow Leopard. Hello, everyone. I'm Gina Warwick, and I'm going to read a piece of writing from my book, Tarot and Spirit Communication. I wasn't sure which entry to read, so in the end, I drew a tarot card. I've chosen the Strength card. Let's begin with the artwork description. It is traditional in the tarot for the strength card to feature a man opening the jaws of a lion. In my image, he is within the beast and he must force his way out or become another meal. When we compromise our beliefs and values, we are devoured by our own shadow. I wouldn't tell someone the moral beliefs they should adopt although I would want them to achieve their standards. I want people to see themselves in a positive light. To escape the jaws of a lion, you must become just as fierce and passionate. You must be honest about what's important to you. You shouldn't conform to an external standard of who you should be. Although... You should always behave in a manner that you approve of. You must become comfortable with who you are. When we draw the strength card in the upright position, it has the following meaning. It's all about conviction. Nice is an ugly word. When it is assigned to a person, 
It implies that they're malleable. It suggests they will bend to your will and compromise any beliefs that they hold. Don't choose to be nice when you can choose to be bold and daring. You can still be a good person while you're saying no. There is nothing wrong in refusing to fulfill another person's desire. In truth, your moral core will be firmer because it will not be tainted by conforming to what others have requested. People will always push you to compromise what you believe is right when it assists their objectives. Sometimes you need to be a difficult and challenging person. Don't be bullied into playing a role that is beneath you. The people who care about you will always want you to be strong and powerful. Only a selfish person would want you to be nice. In the reversed position, the card talks about a lack of conviction. You don't want to see your reflection. You're no longer comfortable in your skin. These weren't the actions that you would have chosen. You know there was a better way and you spoke of its benefits. Bombarded by the demands of others, you became lost within their objectives. At the time, you questioned what else you could do and now your mind is filled with solutions that would have been preferable to the actions that were taken. There has been a high price for a temporary truce. How long before you're pushed to make another compromise? How much of yourself must be sacrificed to further the aims of people who don't consider your perspective? Being a peacemaker is admirable, but your actions go beyond that role. When one party makes enormous sacrifices to appease a determined army, they are surrendering to a ruthless aggressor. Real peace requires compromise on both sides. Is this the person you want to be? You have become lost in the desires of others and I question if you can admire the behaviours you have adopted. You need to rediscover your strength. I'm Gina Warwick and I've really enjoyed being on the podcast. Make sure that you are strong in everything that you do.